Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. Linda Rosak Burton is back with us on the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel, and she's going to share more of her insights on gratitude. Let me just tell you that Linda is the foremost expert on gratitude. She's the founding partner of DRW, and that's a firm that supports the development of positive cultures, positive leaders, and fully engaged employees. She's credentialed through ICF, the International Coach Federation, and the Neuroleadership Institute. I'm so happy that you decided to come back. Hi, Joanne. Thank you. Of course. So, is it contagious? It is. Okay. It is. Yay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> well, um, emotions are contagious. Um, positive emotions are definitely contagious. And um, th- through the practice of gratitude, we find the law of reciprocity or the pay it forward principle. Mm-hmm. And, and that simply says that when someone does something nice for us, we want to do something nice in return. Another act of kindness or generosity, helping hand, that sort of thing. doesn't have to go back to the person necessarily that did something for us, but we can do it um, to anyone where uh, we, we really felt so elevated by someone doing something for us that we want to give that feeling to someone else as well. You know, I, I was just thinking as you were talking, so what happens if I'm in a toxic environment? How do I, you're saying it's contagious, but how do I spread it when I'm in an environment yeah. where the other people are toxic, where the systems in the organization are oppressive, um, where there's just a lot of dysfunction? Is it reality to think I can actually spread gratitude? Uh, yes. However, um, what's good is usually very hard to achieve, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, So negative emotions are contagious as well. Negative emotions have this stickiness to them. When we are exposed to anger or envy, um, it actually activates the pain centers of our brain. And when that happens, there's a tendency for those negative emotions to last longer, right? We start to ruminate uh, on things. And so while we know that it's going to take us a while to get over feeling disrespectful, disrespected or undervalued, we can offset that by stepping back and looking at what we are grateful for. And in an organization, um, it really does need to start at the top. Leaders need to understand for themselves individually how they can benefit from practicing gratitude and then how their organizations can benefit. There was an article just recently, the CEO of Nike was talking about how he's been able to maintain his mental health, mental fitness, and the top of his list is gratitude, practicing gratitude. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. Right. And both of us work with leaders in all kinds of organizations, and I think that that should be an intentional part of our leadership development work is to help leaders come to an understanding of the power of gratitude 
and their responsibility, because it's not just a, well, I'll do it if I can, but their responsibility to model it in, organiza- in the organization. Right, right. Well, and that's what I, when I refer to positive leadership, I'm not talking about a leader that, you know, is smiley and happy and, you know, high fives all the time. Positive leadership is giving feedback to a negative behavior. But giving the feedback about the behavior and not necessarily the person. Mm-hmm. Certainly in toxic environments, there has to be a level where it's just not tolerated. Mm-hmm. But the conversation about uh, a negative behavior and the implications that that negative behavior has on the team, has on customers, etc., that has to happen and the implications recognized enough that the individual is accountable for recognizing the impact that they have and how they need to to change the way they are addressing things and, and looking at their own emotions and understanding what's what where is that coming from. And what do you say to leaders who say, look, I didn't sign on for all that. That's a little too touchy-feely for yeah, me. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah, the whole soft skills, right? right? I hate that phrase. I do too. I hate that. I, actually... I think that is the stupidest phrase. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it is. It's actually a hard skill. They're hard skills to learn. Mm, I think that when we feel, when we hear that a leader feels that this is just too touchy-feely, part of what may be there is this resistance to show our vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And if we are constantly trying to show that we are not vulnerable, well, well, then we would never see gratitude as a leadership essential, Mm -hmm. as a value that we must embrace in our culture. And so really to start off any sort of gratitude intervention or program, seminar, it really needs to start with the individual. Mm-hmm. Again, that cultivation, that sustainability of a practice so that we then begin to say, I'm, I'm able to reframe where I haven't been able to reframe before and look at what is going well. Mm-hmm. We have this built-in negativity bias. I've since man walked on the earth. Yeah. Woman walked on the earth. And so that's uh, a way of really putting that into perspective. I think it's also helpful to make sure that people discover their own values, Mm -hmm. because when we discover our values, we can figure out, is gratitude one of them? Yeah. And if it isn't, is that a value that I want to adopt, that I'm willing to do the work to adopt? Yep. Is there a relationship between this notion of gratitude being a positive contagion and emotional intelligence. Absolutely. Absolutely. There, it, I, I actually, I just wrote an article for the Wharton Healthcare Quarterly on gratitude and emotional intelligence. The, the social factors that are involved in practicing gratitude and the, the emotional awareness, the social skills, they talk about fitting together perfectly. When I started to research that and write about that, I thought, my goodness, where, where has this been all, all this time? Um, because they go hand in hand. I think it's it, for us to really maximize our emotional intelligence, it comes from a deeper practice of gratitude. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. And I love what you said about it starts at the top of organizations. You know, my father had this saying that a fish does not start rotting at the tail. It starts rotting at the head. Oh, I don't know if that's true or not, but I always liked it. <laughs> I think that's I mean, I very true. I don't know anything about rotting fish, but <laughs> that's some old Jamaican saying, and I like it. <laughs> that, works. Uh, that works. And I yeah. think that's what you're saying about gratitude, that we need to help leaders really develop that and not just kind of pro forma or just mm-hmm. kind of phony Pollyanna stuff, Mm -hmm. but really taking stock of what am I grateful for in my life? What am I grateful for in this organization, in the industry that we serve? Those kinds of things. Exactly. And you're also talking about how that then creates the culture of the organization. Yes. I, I, I simply define culture as how we speak and interact with each other. And so when you have your leaders walking this talk, then anyone in the organization is going to make that connection. We hear enough about the separation. They, you know, nobody asks for my opinion. They, know, they yes. don't know what it's like to do my job. All of that separation just erodes the, the, the human potential that is in any organization. So, yeah, at the top. And, and, and it can be... It can be uh, developed at the very entry level in any organization. And so when you think about having it come together, it's um, really, it's where you're living the value of gratitude yes. in the organization. Yes. And I think that there's a, a mistaken notion that employees will only be grateful if you give them more money. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that for mm-hmm. a minute. I believe that employees are grateful for a healthy culture. Yeah for leadership that cares, for a work environment that's affirming, and that those are the things that make employees commit and make them more grateful. What's your take on that? Well, I do hear on occasions that uh, my employees should be grateful. I I give them a paycheck. I pay them. Wow. That's Mm -hmm. really, really uh, off the mark. Way off. Well, when you think about the work that's being done in measuring engagement, Right? We know that we have a workforce that are in various stages of engagement. And we can put time and energy into those that are actively disengaged. But often what I see in organizations is the people that are really engaged say, hey, what about me? Right. <laughs> right. Right. You're giving me more work. I'm a really good producer here. Mm-hmm. But... but uh, do you see me? Um, but I think that's also part of human nature. We we want to fix problems. And so when we see that someone isn't uh, in that in state of engagement, we want to fix it. We want to change that. And we <laughs> we have ways of trying to improve that. But it shouldn't be at the at the sake of those positive influencers that are going to allow us to to be profitable and productive and Mm -hmm. good corporate citizens. And the ones who live our culture. Yes. Yeah, those are the ones that I feel like we need to be intentionally cultivating. I'm not saying that we don't put any energy into the negative people, but I I agree with you. We don't need to spend so much time on them. You're right, Joanne. It is energy management. Mm -hmm. Where am I going to put my good energy? Yep. 
Um, and what can I do that allows the, an individual to grow if they, in fact, want to? Want to grow. Yeah. And it is a choice. It is a choice. It yes. is a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. Just like the choice to make gratitude yes. contagious. Indeed. So as we wrap up, yep. three things you want us to remember about gratitude being contagious. One is that the more we practice, the more we're able to recognize all the other positive emotions that we experience in, a, in our given day. And that it begins to help us offset that rumination that we fall into when we hear the negative messages. They will always be there. Well, they will continue to be there. But it does help offset that and gives us some breathing space. And three, it's really being able to take a look at what's right in front of us. Mm-hmm. And in that present moment, um, to, to really embrace what good there is in the world and hold on to that. I love that you make gratitude mindful mm-hmm. and that you make it intentional. It is. Thank you for coming back. Thank you, Joanne. Delightful to be here. If you would like to hear more from Linda, and I know you would, <laughs> tune in to the Smichael Speaks YouTube channel. There's an in-depth interview with her on there where she takes us really into gratitude. And I might have mentioned it and I may not, but you got to get a copy of Gratitude Heals. It's available on Amazon and it's such a useful tool. Thank you again, Linda. And I hope we get to see you again. Looking forward to it. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe if you haven't already. I add new and relevant leadership learning all of the time. If you haven't visited the Smichael Speaks YouTube channel, check it out. There's all sorts of new content. All of this is virtual leadership learning that will help you soar.